have to find, it doesn't necessarily have to be a paying job, but some sort of job that makes you a better investor in the property type that you want to be in. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service. Here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714. I interviewed her about her best ever advice. Talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you've got 500 units or even a handful of units. Go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff with us today. James Ng, how you doing, my friend? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about James. He is a senior director at Old Capital. He's a partner in over 2,500 multifamily units and arranges financing on over 100 million in multifamily properties every single year. He's based in Frisco, Texas, and you can say hi to him at his company's website which is in the show notes link. With that being said, James, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Sure. When I came out of school, I started working with G Capital and there did sort of their corporate finance program and then really jumped into their real estate business. So they had a lending business where I was an underwriter and did close to $750 million in underwritten loans for every product type office, retail, industrial, self-storage, multifamily, and really just sort of learned all the pros and cons of both of those. And then when GE Capital sold the real estate business, the Blackstone in 2015, I moved over to Old Capital and started in the mortgage broker business. And for the past three years, have been investing in multifamily as a limited partner. So in about 10 deals right now. Wow. Past three years... You've been investing as a limited partner. You're on the 
financing side where you arrange financing. How come you haven't jumped over to the GP side? Right now, I spend a good amount of time on the financing side, and I really enjoy that part of the business. And so right now, there's probably 10 deals in process that I'm working on right now. So right now, it just has not been the right time for me. So I like the aspect of being able to invest with general partners that have the experience and have the time to go out and find deals and really learn everything there is to know about operations and sort of run the properties the way I like to see them run. And so as a limited partner, it's almost the 15th of this month and I get 10 checks and I like that piece of it. Tell me you have ACH set up too, right? Yeah, ACH is <laughs> set up on all of them. So, okay, good. I mean, yeah. Excellent. Well, what do you like about the financing side of the business? The financing side, I think it's pretty interesting in that on single family, you have pretty much two loan options, 15-year or 30-year fully amortizing, and you can prepay it whenever you want. Whereas in multifamily, there's a lot of different investment strategies. Some people want to be in it long-term. Some people have a shorter time frame, like three to five years. So every investor is going to have a different strategy when they look at a property. Mm-hmm. So understanding the investment strategy and then mirroring that on the financing side, I find pretty interesting. And also the ability to understand how to underwrite these deals goes hand in hand, I think, with the financing. Because to me, multifamily is a numbers game at the end of the day. You've given us so much stuff to talk about. So thank you for that. You said with multifamily, there's different types of investing strategies and you mirror the debt financing to what that investment strategy is for the property and the project. What is a typical investment strategy? And in that same scenario, what is the typical loan that you would do for that investment strategy? Let's say somebody wants to go in spend a lot of money on the property. Let's say they're spending 10000 a door in rehab on a property and they want to sell it in 18 to 24 months. So there would be no reason for that person to be locked into a long-term Fannie Mae loan and get stuck and have a big penalty at the end of 18 months, right? Yep. So for somebody like that, they're probably looking for a three to five-year bridge loan, get a lot of the rehab rolled into the loan, and then when they sell, they might have a 1% prepayment penalty, something pretty light on the exit. Compared to, let's say, somebody who is a doctor now or they have uh, another business and they want to park some money in real estate, they like the returns, they like the hard asset aspect of it, and they go out and buy a stabilized deal and they want to hold it for 10 years. So that person, the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, 10-year fix loan product would work perfect for that individual because they can fix the rate today, not have to worry about it for 10 years, and then either sell the asset or refinance 10 years from now. For that second option, for an investor who is looking to do a 10-year fix, and it's their first go-around at this, what are some misconceptions that they have that you've had to dispel? I think for first-time investors... The important thing is, if you're going to go and sign a recourse banknote, you're going to have to understand what they're going to be looking at in terms of tax returns, in terms of the property, and understand all the things that are going to go into that loan process. And Freddie Mac right now has a small balance program where first-time investors can get non-recourse loans. So not a bank loan where you're not personally guaranteed, but a non-recourse loan 
but they're going to be looking very heavily at the property. So they're going to want it to be 90% occupied for the last 90 days. And then typically they're going to want a third-party property manager. So somebody who you don't necessarily have the experience, but you are hiring a third-party property manager that maybe has two, 3,000 units in that submarket, And then Freddie Mac can get comfortable with that property and that loan based off of a stabilized occupancy and not a lot of deferred maintenance and then a good operator in there. What would be a common challenge or maybe the most challenging aspect of your job? The most challenging aspect right now is finding deals for general partners. So a lot of times general partners will come to us and say, we need 80% leverage on this deal or the deal doesn't work. The returns don't work. And in today's environment, the demand for multifamily, especially in Texas, especially in Dallas, even more so, is being able to get the loan proceeds to 80%. So if someone comes in and let's say they're buying a property for $10 million and they want a $8 million loan and the debt service right now does not support $8 million, it might only support 7.5, so 75% loan to value. So we sometimes have to be creative to get there in terms of maybe it's more aggressive on the operating expenses, maybe the revenues have to improve significantly before we get there. But it's not like a couple of years ago where the leverage was, every deal was at 80% because the cash flow was there. Mm-hmm. So right now it's more of a debt service constraint issue that we're running into on financing deals at full leverage. Can you elaborate on the get more aggressive to get their part in the couple examples that you used? Sure. A lot of times, let's say on like probably 75% of our business is acquisition financing. Okay. So Fannie Mae is going to go and look at the historical financials on the deal to size the loan. And let's say payroll right now on the property is 1500 a unit on a 200 unit deal. And the new operators are going to come in, they're going to maybe use one less maintenance person, one less leasing agent, or they have some sort of economies of scale where they can run it at a thousand per unit. And so convincing the lender to use a lower payroll number might be able to cut your expenses from 60% expense ratio down to 55%. And that allows you to get to the higher loan proceeds. Mm -hmm. So that part of it is a lot of the value add where we can come in and really look at a deal and help the borrower make sure that they're presenting the deal correctly to the lender to get that higher loan proceeds. During that presentation to the lender to get the higher proceeds, let's go with that payroll example. What is your approach for convincing the lender to use a lower payroll number that the buyer is going to use versus the trailing 12? Let's say a person owns three deals in Plano and they're running them all at 1000 per unit. Then we will show how we're running other properties or maybe how that management company is running other properties and we can show the proof behind that. And as long as it's in line with the expense comps that the appraiser uses and it's reasonable, then the lender is able to adjust their underwriting to get there. Mm -hmm. What are some areas of financials? You mentioned payroll. Is that one of the main areas that you can show that the buyer will do better than what the owner is doing? And if that's the main area, then are there others that come to mind? If you go down the list, there's not much you can do on real estate taxes. On insurance, maybe you have 10 properties in DFW and you can come in and the person who owned it before only had one. 
So you can bring a larger portfolio of insurance to an agent and that allows you to reduce insurance from maybe 300, 350 a unit down to 250 a unit. And so that's insurance is definitely one of them. And then that will have to be proven up once you get your insurance quote. And then another one really is on utilities. So a lot of people, let's say on water, for example, on utilities. So if it's 1970s, 1980s, multifamily deal and the toilets haven't been upgraded, there's no aerators on the shower heads or in the sinks and the kitchens, then a lot of times if you can prove that you can come in and reduce water to, let's say, 50 a unit per month, then they can sometimes underwrite that lower utility number. Mm. Because in your CapEx budget, you're going to have, let's say, 500 a unit to come in and do toilets and aerators, and they'll be able to bring that number down compared to historicals. Mm-hmm. What's been a deal that you've been most proud of that you've helped finance? Right now, there's one of the harder transactions. So when somebody goes to buy property, it's either offered free and clear where the buyer can bring new debt to the transaction or it's offered as a loan assumption. And they can sometimes bring what's called a supplemental on top of that. So a lot of loan assumptions and supplementals take probably upwards of 60 to 90 days. And we were under a time constraint to get a deal done in essentially 50, 55 days. That's with the assumption and the supplemental. So we really had to leverage our relationship with that lender to get that done in order to get that acquisition completed by year end. And so that deal, I'm proud of it because not only the deal closed, but then also it was two properties. So it was a total of four loans done in 50 days on an assumption supplemental with Fannie Mae, wow. which almost never happens. Yeah, And then in that, the listing broker on that deal, because of the execution and the ability to do that loan on an assumption supplemental on two different properties in the fourth quarter, whenever they list the deal, they call us and make referrals to us because of execution like that. Mm-hmm. And now, for better or worse, you've set the bar that you can do these in 50 to 55 days. So now moving forward, that can be the case for all of them, right? Well, we're about to close one next week that will be under 50 days. Wow. So it's, um, <laughs> it gets harder each time. So on, <laughs> on this particular transaction, we were looking at on Fannie Mae loans. This is getting in the weeds a little bit, but on Fannie Mae loans, when there's less than seven years to maturity, that makes it more difficult to get the supplemental. So we're up against that deadline on this one, not necessarily a year-end deadline. So there's always deadlines in real estate. So as a lender, you have to be responsive and be able to see sort of around corners and understand what's coming up in the next week, two, three weeks, so that your borrower is prepared and you have your ducks in a row. A best ever listener is listening to this interview. They're getting a lot out of it and they're thinking, I want to get into multifamily. I already own some single families. When should I approach James? What's the answer to that? I think now there's a lot of education that needs to happen on the front end. And I want to lay out a roadmap for you. So depending on where you want to be in three to five years, I want to understand sort of where you're going. So the education piece is important so that when you start looking at deals, a lot of people, we will review their personal financial statement today and then we'll lay out, okay, does that based on your financials and based off of your experience and based on the amount of time you have, 
is it better for you to be a general partner or a limited partner or maybe a key principal on someone else's deal? And understand that piece of it so that you can start taking steps in that correct direction. And that's usually how we start. So education and then understanding what your personal financial situation is today. I love how you narrowed it down so succinctly. What's your financial ability and buying power now? What's your experience and how much time are you planning on dedicating toward this? Are those the three main factors that you look at? Yes, because that's going to determine what role you should be playing in your first deal. Let's say you come to me and you say, I want to be a general partner, but I also have a full-time job and also I have limited capital to even put down earnest money. Like that's going to be very difficult for someone to get started. So I might recommend somebody like that to build your education piece, build your capital, and then let's go try to get some deals under contract. Based on your experience as both a lender and someone who is a limited partner, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? To me, I think you have to find, it doesn't necessarily have to be a paying job, but some sort of job that makes you a better investor in the property type that you want to be in. So a lot of times you want to have inside information. To me, you have to get a better understanding of that industry and that property type that you want to be in. So the way I looked at it, I was leaving G Capital where one month I would underwrite an office building in Phoenix. The next month I might underwrite a multifamily in Austin. And the next month, it'd be something different. It was very difficult to be an expert in a submarket and a location and a property type. So when I came over to Old Capital, it was very heavily, we did a ton of multifamily and we did a lot in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. So that allowed me to learn those submarkets and be able to talk through expenses like we went through. So the ability to do, whether it's a job or a project or a part-time gig where Something that makes you a better investor and gives you inside information is my advice for all the real estate investors out there. And the last piece of that is, I forgot where I read it, but it was every decision you make should move you from a laborer where you're using your time to a capitalist. So basically taking your earned income, wherever you earn money and investing that into properties that cash flow. If you do that consistently over time, you'll win. It's outstanding information. I love that. Find a job that makes you a better investor in the property type you want to be in so that you get that inside information or the competitive advantage whenever you are entering into that particular field. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com 
dot com forward slash show. That's D W E L L Y N N dot com forward slash show. What is the best ever book you've read? I would say everyone says Rich Dad Poor Dad, so I'll start there. But second one, The Dip by Seth Godin. It talks about anything that has value has a big dip associated with it. So the dip is really starting the mastery. That slog, that amount is really what differentiates people and creates a ton of value. So multifamily, I think the dip for investors, really general partners, is finding deals and raising equity. Once you're able to get through that dip, then you're able to have a huge unfair advantage compared to everybody else. Best ever deal you've invested in or helped with the transaction. However, you want to approach this. In early 2015, invested in 288 unit deal here in Plano, and essentially after that, Toyota was announced, Liberty Mutual was announced, 25,000 jobs were announced five minutes from the property. So that deal will get a supplemental this year and return all the equity in two years. So easily the best deal. And you maintain the same level of ownership. Maintain ownership. Yeah. So it's still cash flow, six, 7% and all your equity has been returned in two years. Outstanding. What's a mistake you've made on either looking at a deal from a LP standpoint or just in business in general? The easy answer for real estate is I should have started sooner. That's number one. And then number two, I would say, Drive any property that you're going to invest in, not only driving it at 10 a.m. on a Thursday, but also driving it at night, at 6 o'clock on a weekday, and on Saturday. Because mm. it's a completely different demographic sometimes in those different times of day. And when you said you should have started sooner, it made me think that I've heard that before, but I've literally never heard any guests say they started too early. <laughs> That's right. To me, real estate is forgiving. I think once you get educated, you got to take action because I feel once you write a check, you learn a lot more when your money's on the line. What's the best ever way you like to give back? We have a 5K that we do at our church that I help run. And basically, it supports homelessness. It's called Outrun Homelessness. And we partner with organizations that are trying to get rid of homelessness in northern Dallas County. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? A couple ways. Email is probably the best. It's jeng at oldcapitallending.com. And my phone number to reach me is 214-300-5035. And we have a podcast as well. Oldcapitalpodcast.com is another way to see blog articles and podcasts that we record. Excellent. And oldcapitalpodcast.com, is that what you said? Ocapitalpodcast.com has the podcast, and that's probably the best way. James, thanks for being on the show and giving us lessons, rather, in lending and underwriting for multifamily, the ways that if we need to get creative or more aggressive on the projections based on how we can realistically operate the property compared to the trailing 12 of the current owner, both on payroll, insurance, as well as utilities, talking through those specific scenarios, as well as just talking through the most challenging part of your job right now, finding the deals and getting that leverage amount so that the returns work or not. And the deal just doesn't work because you can't force fit something, but how you proactively or creatively approach 
this because it isn't an exact cookie cutter business. It's a dynamic and fluid process. So thanks for explaining that, talking through the details. Hope you have a best ever day, James, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Joe. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. That's D-W-E-L-L-Y-N-N dot com forward slash show.